Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Looking for a great haircut or shave experience? Come to Champion Salon and Barber. Our skilled barbers and stylists are dedicated to giving you the best service possible. Whether you need a simple haircut or a complete grooming package, we have you covered. And while you're here, feel free to enjoy a complimentary beer and chat with our friendly staff. We have two convenient locations in Waco and Woodway, Texas. You can also book appointments online or through our app, making it easy to schedule your next visit. So why wait? Visit Champion Salon and Barber today and experience a cut above the rest. LOL. Yes. Welcome to Boobays. Boobays, that's right. We're your host. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Joshua. And today we're here to talk to you about... Whose house? His house. His house. That's right. It is 2020 mm-hmm. uh, is when it came out. It was my pick from our Netflix series. Yes. Um, I really enjoy this film and I enjoyed it again while watching it Pretty for good. a second time. Pretty good, yeah. Um, it's written and directed by Remy Weeks. Remy Weeks. Um, from a story developed developed by Felicity Evans and Toby Venables. It stars Wunmi Masaku, Sope Dirisu, and Matt Smith. The, Matt Smith. Yeah, Matt doctor. Smith. Doctor Who. Right? 11th, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, see, he was the 11th Doctor. Mm-hmm. He was the Doctor Who for a while, right? Yeah. Because I feel like I saw his face for a while. Yeah, he was, I, I feel like once the show made a comeback after like mainstream. Mm-hmm. Eccleston and Tennant. Tennant was probably one of the longest running doctors, but I've watched a lot of Doctor Who. I've never so. seen an episode. Oh. But I know Well like, Matt Smith was its, a great doctor. Of its uh, you know, existence. He was a great doctor. I cried mm-hmm. a lot whenever he regenerated. But that's okay. I also cried a lot when Tennant, because Tennant was my favorite. But also Eccleston's my favorite. So it's a metaphor for life. I just like them all. We I like Doctor Who. Evolving. Yes. Um, this film, which follows um, some refugees who are from South Sudan, yep. um, kind seeking of asylum seeking in asylum. England. Yes, joins a joint. We join their journey, um, basically in a transition from one lifestyle to another style, lifestyle, all while dealing with uh, supernatural elements and a lot of kind of metaphor symbolism, a lot of actual like emotion actually that ties yeah. into the film. Um, and Lots of metaphor. there's a lot of bumps in the night in this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's dive right in. Right. Yep. Um, we open with the scene of a father carrying what you would assume or what you can assume is a father carrying his daughter. Mm-hmm. You're not, I mean, 1000% sure just cause you just, 
got into this movie. <laughs> so you have literally no clue what's happening. Yeah, it looks like a dad holding their daughter. Yeah. Which you could, one would assume, like yeah. you said, but it could be a lot of things, which we find out later. And we see them like kind of fleeing an area and getting into this truck bed. Mm-hmm. They're like shoving on multiples of uh, people. Mm-hmm. Like way too many people probably to be safely oh, yeah. in a truck bed. <laughs> I mean, it's images that we've seen before and like, you know, news and like things where like people were fleeing from war, from, you know, struggles or any type of, you know, genocide. Um, yeah. Gives very that much energy. Any war torn country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they end up on that, that truck, the bed truck. And um, we have our other, I wouldn't say protagonist, but other main character, um, Rial, right? And she yeah. tells this young lady, she says, uh, you know, because they're, they're looking pretty fe- fearful. And obviously this is a little kid. So she's just like, I will protect you. Yeah. Um, but then we quickly transition to their journey on a boat um, in water, deep ocean, very yeah. nighttime, very rough seas. Uh, already I'm thinking off the bat, like, this boat about flip over. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's also packed with way too oh, many yeah. people mm-hmm. that I'm sure it is way outside of the occupancy expectancy mm-hmm. rate that it is supposed to have. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and what does it do? It ends up, I think, like the motor stalls out or something, and then or something happens, but they end up all. Yeah. Lots of them are in the water. What's it called? When a boat flips, it has a certain name. Capsized. Capsizes. Yes. Um, and so they're all in the water. We see a bunch of chaos happening. I think it's, uh, you know, at this point we see some people trying to save other people. We see that the little girl gets separated from, um, our two main characters. So ball ball and and real. Real. So we can only assume that, you know, she probably died, but he ends up waking up and we notice that this is all a dream from ball's perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, and he is sitting there on the laying there on the bed and we have real looking at him and she's like, you know what, well, what were you dreaming about? And he says, our wedding day. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no wonder you were screaming. Yep. Explains yeah. the screams. Mm-hmm. And Which is, uh, you know. He kind of marriage laughs and chuckles at it mm-hmm. and goes like, clicks his tongue. Um, and then we have them getting um, greeted by the people. They're getting pulled out because they need to go meet them in the gymnasium. Right? Yeah. Um, but They're, before then, they talk to that one guy. Yeah. Who's... I don't remember really what they talked it's about. It's pessimistic. He's just like basically telling them not to get their hopes up because yeah. like th- th- you're not going to get re- released essentially. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're going to be stuck here. Mm-hmm. Just like, just the, rest like of the rest us. of us. Just like we've been this whole time. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. But um, essentially we get led up to the people like one, two, three, four. It reminds me of bring it on, but they're on a panel <laughs> um, and they yeah, are. It looks like a panel of judges. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do get a whisper and this is where the lady is like their daughter died last year. Yeah. Um, so we are already alluded to what we thought happened already. Confirmed that mm-hmm. Nyagak. I yeah. I don't. I don't. Nyagak. I don't want to butcher the name, but I wouldn't. Yeah, that's as close as I would think it or would Nyagak. be. Nyagak. I don't know. I think it's Nyagak. I think so. Yeah, it's spelled N Y A G A K. So if anybody could send us a message or something and help us out on the proper pronunciation of that. Yeah. But um. She, yeah, she is dead. So they're basically, we come up on them now, like as grieving parents, essentially on top of trying to flee a country on top of now being refugees on top of basically being in like prison. 
almost as like yeah. detainees, like because they're basically just in this place and can't do anything. Um, it and definitely so seems like it. They're being told essentially that they are being posted bail, essentially yeah. released on bail as asylum seekers, mm-hmm. um, and they're giving them the laydown of basically everything that they're going to have to do mm-hmm. and everything to maintain and yeah. stay. It's a lot of rules on bail. Yeah, just like if you were on bail. Like and you were in prison and yeah. probation. Yeah. You have to follow all these rules. So basically they must not miss a single report mm-hmm. once a week. I believe it is. They have to check in Yeah, and they can't miss a single report. They're going to be allotted 74 pounds a week and they can't supplement it in any mm-hmm. way. Can't work. Can't do anything. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. just have to exist off of 74 pounds a week, which in mm-hmm. 2020 is not a lot. And they're making it, it's, it's essentially a system that's going to make it hard for them to to stay yeah it's essentially set up so that way they fell and get sent back to wherever they were from exactly and it's saying like they must live at the address that they're given Mm -hmm. and they cannot move cannot flee cannot go anywhere else they have to stay Mm -hmm. at this address which as we find out later is not a great place no not at all it's really a shithole um Bigger than everyone else's house, yeah, though, apparently. that's what they all kept saying. It's bigger yeah. than my house. Um, but Which they, is like, okay, yeah, but is it covered <laughs> in maggots and filthy like, rats and stuff? Like, it is for them? That must be England, though. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Because that one guy made a comment, like, there are rats everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I we, mean, in any major city, there is. Mm-hmm. New York, there's lots of rats. I want to go. I want to see a New York rat. I saw I one scurrying from a trash bag. And bite it. And bite it. Rip into its flesh in front of all the New York people, and they won't even be phased. Watch. That's how New York, New York, I'll be. You'll be one of the crazy people on mm-hmm. the street. Um, and so. And then you'll catch a disease and die. <laughs> what a way to go. Um, they'll be, they're, they're grabbing their stuff, and they're now getting on a bus, a uh, van bus type of situation, and we are getting a title card, I believe. Yes, red um, on black, mm-hmm. my fave. And very Netflix. Just, yeah, yeah, true. Um, and we end up getting dropped off in front of a house. Um, that's very like shittily, like just very like, okay, here you go, bye. The, and the man like literally throws their, their bags, bags out. outside yeah. mm-hmm. on the ground. He's just mm-hmm. like, boom, boom. Okay, yeah, and bye. No, no, like instructions. No, nothing. No house swarming. No, like, okay, walking okay, you through this. Here, like, we're gonna get off here. This is gonna be your new home, kind of thing. It's we, just bloop. Do oh. get walked through by Matt, who comes out yes. of the thingy mabobber, which is which, which is his name. I forget his name in the movie. I think it's a Mark. Mark, yeah, um, I believe so. I don't know. I have it somewhere else. I think it's Mark. I have it in. I was trying to my... recall, but Matt, Mark, uh, pretty much the same. I just put the doctors here to help. <laughs> so that's what I put. Doctor Who is bringing them in. So they and he's bringing them in. And he's, like, kind of walking them over, like, there are rules to this place. Like, no balls, no, like, friends, no parties, no this and that. Don't be, you know, don't, you know, no loud noises. But he's telling them, like, you know, the lighting needs fixing and they have to do that. You are obviously getting pictures and pan through the house and there's just, like, roaches. It's filth. There's holes in the walls. There's, like, wallpaper that's peeled. It just looks really run down. It's not a cool place. It's not somewhere I'd want to stay. No, not at all. It was really gross. His name is Mark. I confirmed it with later in my notes. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, basically the home is disgusting. And, but then basically Matt or Mark Mark. has to say like, well, 
here's your home. Basically sign your life away. Which they do. And this is where we get that Bull used to work in a bank. Mm -hmm. And he like knows how to use a pen and how to sign. He has a signature and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because Mark makes makes a comment like that's a rather confident signature Mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so... He, we also get this, these other condescending remarks, remarks from Mark about like them and their stay and basically saying, um, he uses this phrase quite a couple times. It's like, be one of the good ones, yeah. um, which is really condescending and really racist. <laughs> um, but it's, it's essentially setting up like already like the atmosphere and the way that these refugees are looked at, um, because it's not only from Mark, it's from the whole system, from the, everybody that like we do see end up in the movie, like working around him and even like the neighbor. Um, so they are not getting a warm welcome at all. No, not making it easy for them. Um, and we do see after Mark leaves, uh, he bowl goes upstairs, kind of looking out the window and like he's crying. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's probably a mix of like crying of like finally they're here and this is what he's been wanting They've but made like it. yeah but it's almost like trading one evil for another evil you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh but also pro- like i'm sure it's, it's like a mix of relief a mix of like damn like what are we getting into but yeah well, after also, seeing that house i'd cry too yeah <laughs> right but you can't do anything about it <laughs> yeah. like you just basically sold yourself um but now we have rial um and she's taking the beads off of a doll and she's making a necklace yeah and um, it was Nyagax necklace Mm -hmm. or doll Mm -hmm. yeah and the little beads were on like the skirt of the doll and And she just conveniently pulls it off and it's all set in a necklace I was like where's the clasp I don't know just get a little tie that's it yeah um a little knot loop knot so it's nighttime now we're laying down on the floor um and they're having some pillow talk essentially they're just kind of conversing that's not a word they're having conversation and they are conversing is a word converse yeah I don't think it's conversing's a word. You converse. conversate. You conversate, but you don't converse. Yeah, you do. We'll look it up. Okay. Okay. Converse is a word. I don't know if I, it might be. Yeah. Okay. You were right. I'm pretty. I don't sure. know. Um, but um, they're they're talking. They're talking. People. Maybe Sorry. it's not proper. Yeah, I don't think that's what it is. It's not like proper mm. English or something like that. Um. But they're talking and they're basically talking about like, you know, how they made it, their house, all of that, um, how they want better for themselves. But um, at this point, I think they're asleep, but Bull wakes up because he hears noises or he's walking around, right? Yeah, he Mm -hmm. hears a female voice coming from a hole inside Mm -hmm. the wall, basically. And it's it lures you in a lot of this film has to deal with like kind of getting you really close to what's about to happen. And mm-hmm. then like a lot of loud, it plays a lot on the silence and the, and the darkness, darkness mm-hmm. and the silence of everything. And then contrasting it very quickly with a loud bang or mm-hmm. something like that, which I like. Yeah. It really plays well into done. the mystery. It really plays into like the fear of what you can't see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause which like we know you love, I felt like I was about to like press my ear up against this wall with him mm-hmm. or like whenever he puts his like head or hand into the holes mm-hmm. it's you feel like you're doing it with him they did a great job of shooting that mm-hmm. in my opinion i really liked it and so he's hearing all these things he's like kind of 
already like you know got that like is this real what is going on am i going crazy um and then something hits the window which kind of takes us out of that element but there's then that loud bang it, yeah that bang and and it sends him into like this almost ptsd mode because yeah. he starts recalling all the voices of like people screaming and like i'm what i'm sure is what he heard from like the boat or maybe even from before what they just came with the what war they came from yeah. yeah um and so after this we hear the humming again um, and it's a lot more clearer as well. And, um, and you're hearing something skittering like inside the wall. Yeah. You're yeah. hearing something like little tippy tappy. Sounds like rats. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. rats, it, like some sort of rodent is in the wall. But yeah, like you said, he puts his hand, his hand in there because there's a hole in the wall, um, that he ends up finding. And I'm even thinking like, why would you, why would you do that? Yeah. Like, no, why would there's you, no way my hand would why go would inside you, a hole. It's very dark. It's like, like that pitch black color that's new that's paint that's like black and so black you can't see you know what i mean yeah that's what it looks like it's just so black it's like a void but he ends up putting his hand in there uh but at the same time he's doing this we do see that behind him the like cupboard or one of the doors to a room is like opening yeah and we see a figure coming up from behind him and then there's they're, then they're like crouched behind him too mm-hmm. aren't they yeah they, they end crouch up like, and then they're like yeah because it screaming. ends up being crouched and then like you know next to him like that as he's looking in the in the wall but as soon as that's screaming, a bird comes out of the wall. Yeah. So, so it's much like, is happening. Yeah. So And lots I of it. I don't think he even notices that that thing was behind him the whole no, time. No, I don't think he no. did. Mm-hmm. I think that was a thing that only we were in on. Mm-hmm. And then he jumped. You get a jump scare from the bird, mm-hmm. which quite literally made him jump back in fear. And, you know, it, it, I'm sure it got lots of people. Yeah. It, it, it kind of got me. Yeah. Because it was very dark and you're paying really like close attention. Like the fish in Deep House. And also you're paying attention to the creature behind him, but then like the bird. Psh, oh, the fish in the Deep House. Oh, that <laughs> one got me so bad. <laughs> Coming through that porthole. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember that to this day. So scary. So um, scary. And so it's the next day. Uh, Bull is fixing a door, Um, you know, with the little, what are they called? screws and everything trying to get the hinges all fixed up and at this point we see that Rial notices that the doll is in the trash yeah and so she picks it up she takes it out of the trash um and at the same time i believe she's looking out the window or something and she sees oh they're looking out the window and they see the old white lady in yeah, the middle of the goes, street look it's their queen mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're making fun of the white lady Which that cracked me up it was pretty funny. A little white-haired little lady. I mean, it did comedy <laughs> like from that angle and she stuff. I was clean. like, that could be the queen. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> R.I.P. God rest her soul. Go she's, and save the queen. She's burning it. She's L. dead. Um, sorry, <laughs> but Bull is taking a look outside. Uh, waves at the neighbor. Right. Yeah, and she's fucking creepy as all get out. Mm-hmm. She looks like she kind of reminds me of. I don't know, like a like she looks like she should be in Coraline or something mm-hmm. with her her facial features and the way that they're proportioned she had such a long face i can see that i don't know she's very creepy character yeah and uh he ends up walking away he goes to a barber shop um he's getting his hair cut and this is when he asks the person cutting his hair um because this is how i also feel like how kept out of the loop they are he's like where are we yeah they don't even know what city they're in um and so he's asking him and so he ends up uh 
walking um, around in the city and looking around. He's getting some supplies, I think, from a store, from a church or something. Yeah, I was like, it felt like a church until they got inside and and then it looked like a bar. Yeah, which was really weird. I was like, church bar? I don't know. Yeah, because he's like, you know, we've got got supplies for you. And then this dude invites a bowl in and then we see that they're watching a soccer game. You're one of them refugees. Mm Mm-hmm. They're, they're football, right? Yeah. Just call it over football. there. Um, and they're singing the song about Peter Crouch. Yeah. Who's a football player, I guess. I don't know if that's an already famous person or not, but. Or if it was just, just made up for, the, for the story. Yeah, I have no clue. Um, but I don't know nothing about football. We you, already, know, you know Peter Crouch? You ever heard no. of that? No. Me neither. We do see that um, he, at this point as well, it's just, it's another point as well where he is super heavy on like, he wants to fit in. He wants yeah. to assimilate. He wants to like be a part of this culture now. He wants to, this is their home. He's really trying to make it work. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to be sent back. Yeah. Yeah. And he's singing the Peter Crouch song with him. And that's whenever we do have, um, I guess it's once again, we're transitioning to nighttime. We're yeah. back at home. Yeah. And they're in bed. And all of a sudden, they hear someone coming up the stairs, mm-hmm. which was like, ugh. It's creepy. Yep. Um, and of course, we're looking Peter around. Peter Crouch is real. Peter Did he play for London? England. England. So cute. London, England. Um, and so we have, at this point, he's looking around, checking the house out, and he's getting so spooked that I think he senses something else behind the wall again so he starts to peel off the wallpaper right yeah and the light's Mm -hmm. not turning off either that's right he like can't get the light to turn out Mm -hmm. which i thought was kind of weird Mm -hmm. um since they come when the lights are off yeah boom but i mean he notices that there's black mold behind the wallpaper as well though yeah and like another hole so at this point the wallpaper yeah it doesn't even he doesn't even pull it it sheds right it just like falls off it's peeling off and it reveals that black mold squishy hole thing which Which, was at that point i was thinking wait is this like a movie about how black mold is now affecting their psyche yeah which that would have been kind of fun Mm -hmm. but um we do have them uh opening the door opens up and the lights turn off and at this point he sees a rope come out of the hole in the wall and so he starts pulling on it i don't know why but he's pulling on it and at this point i'm thinking like bruh that's a wire you're pulling wires out of your house you're you're i thought it was a root (laughs) it looked like a root to me yeah (laughs) like it it was something so weird bizarre mm -hmm. that i was like that doesn't look like it should be in your wall yeah um but but yeah i definitely wouldn't be pulling it pulling it out it's so long it's kind of a really like hectic chaotic crazy scene the music behind morphs into this rope covered in seaweed yes and then all of a sudden he as he gets to the end of the rope and he's pulled it all the way out like you said it did take he just kept pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling mm-hmm. and it finally came out and then at the end of the rope was attached the little that doll, doll. Mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it gets yanked back a little hand takes it back in very scary he even like jumps back yeah um and i think at that point there was like even another figure behind him again probably a shadow but nothing happens because that he gets that scare from it getting pulled back and then it turns into the next day and bowl is taking all the wallpaper off basically at this point he's mm-hmm. like no more wallpaper left for this wall that's true because Rial's looking around and she's cleaning up the wallpaper and she's like what the hell happened here yeah she's um, just like this is weird but mm-hmm. okay yeah she kind of accepts it pretty fast I guess we're just remodeling um he really hated that wallpaper and she, she ends up hearing a noise, essentially, as well. Um, because at this point, she ends up kind of 
investigating a little bit and she opens up a closet. But at the same time that she opens up the closet, she gets a flashback. Yeah. She sees Nigek mm-hmm. in the in the closet and Mm -hmm. basically it just kind of reminds me it makes me feel like she's just reminded of Nigek at every Mm -hmm. corner yeah basically anything that she does she's haunted heavy on her mind yeah yeah because i mean at this point of her we're still grieving you know we're still like this was we're under the impression this was their daughter yes exactly speaking of ghost sorry ghost of her I meant to talk about this. there was the other day i was driving home what did you see and i've had like really bad bad anxiety about driving recently uh-huh. like just like an anxiety about death uh-huh. um and i was driving home from dallas and it felt very like a log truck drove by Final destination and then ghost of you by my chemical romance came on oh. which was like the chorus literally says she's never coming home never coming home oh, never no. coming home did you change the song i did okay good yeah because i was like nope this is starting to get a little Pull bit over to the side of the road too freaky and I was like, this is, I uh, know, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Red flag. Yeah. We've I was like, I've seen Final Destination. I don't need this. <laughs> One too many times. Anyways, um, sorry. I'm glad you made it. Yeah, me too. But no, that's funny. I have those moments too. Um, Freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Ah. Driving in general. Spooky. Yeah. We put our lives in danger every single day getting on the road at any moment in time. I know. Like, because any little thing. It could not even be like a major fault. And one, it could not like it could also like not even be like a major accident or something. But like you just get hit and like just the right way, like you could impelled lung dead. Yeah, dead. Took the ambulance too long to get there. You're dead on the way. Like you know, like too many things. Yeah, too many variables. Um, but like, anyways, yeah, we're getting back. Riel is having that flashback and stuff. And then we're now with Ball, who's uh, shopping and he's he's in a hardware store, and he picks up a hammer and he's picking up this hammer as well and studying it. And you can tell he's like grabbing it like you would have grabbed a weapon and he's like yeah thinking this i like well this could come in handy in case something spooky happens again in the yeah. house yeah um because he's also ready to knock some ghosts out yeah and i think also at this point because even though he's seen the things he's like in denial he's like oh very yeah much like trying to not make this a thing and he's ready to defend his home mm-hmm. like he wants to this is his home he's gonna yeah. stay there mm-hmm. he's not gonna let some ghosties scare him out basically and um, at the same time, we're cutting back to Rial. She decides that she's going to leave the house. She wants to go to the hospital, I believe. Yeah, the doctor, um, which at the beginning, that was like the one little bit of information was Mark drew them a map mm-hmm. to the doctor down the road. But yeah. uh, clearly his map is not super helpful, well, especially think, when you have zero fucking clue where exactly, you are. Exactly. Yeah. Whenever you're in an unknown, unknown place. Yeah. Um, and so she ends up following this map, but unfortunately for her, it kind of leads her into this neighborhood. That's kind of almost like a maze. Um, and she gets lost. Uh, for some reason, she sees the same little white boy a couple Playing times. Soccer. And I don't know if that's against meant the wall to make us feel like, She's going in circles, but he was definitely in a different different location. Yeah. So I don't don't know if that was for us to make us think like, is he one of the ghosts? What is this? Yeah. But um, she ends up getting to the spot where it's kind of open area. We see these young three um, men playing. And so she walks up to them and I believe presumably she probably thinks that they're going to be kind to her or help her out because she sees them as the same skin color as she is. Mm -hmm. And so she walks up to them, but very quickly we see that these are some really dumb, mean little bullies who are not nice to her. 
Yeah, they're basically lying to her. Each of them says, "Go, oh, go this way." Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to confuse her. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's actually right down this way. And they're and like, "No, no, no, mate, it's gonna be that way." In it, you're blowing her smoke. Nah, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> and so they're very much not helping her out. They're making mean. fun of her accent, and they, as she's walking off, even they're like yell, yell at her to go back where she came from. Yeah. Um. So not such a pleasant interaction for her. Um. Who is already dealing with like she's are she's already giving the off the vibes of like very much like sad to not be home, even though we know like what she went through there. But at least I feel like she thinks like that's familiar territory yeah here like we're back again like it's a different evil you know uh, terrifying it's terrifying to be yeah isolated exactly in such a manner Mm -hmm. um and i mean there's yeah there's comfort in knowing like being surrounded by people who are like you who speak the same language yeah and stuff like that yeah and so she thankfully ends up finding her way to the hospital Yes. Um, and so whenever she gets there, she's talking to the doctor. Um, and this doctor is talking to her, trying to make small talk. I mean, for the most part, she seems like she's trying to be nice. But she's yeah. asking like a lot of personal questions. And she notices that Rial has these scars. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rial has to explain that back where she's from, that there are two tribes. And that they essentially are at war with each other. They're killing each other. And you mark yourselves with these markings and one represents one tribe and one represents the other. And she marked herself with both of them because one time she had come home or had to leave home and essentially was separated from her family for a time. And that whenever she got back, her whole family was murdered. Yeah. Um, brutally. So that's why she marked herself with them. So that way she could claim both tribes and essentially like she's homegirls just trying to do what she can to survive. Yeah. She says I survived by belonging nowhere, mm-hmm. which I thought was so sad. really pretty. But also sad. Yeah, I'm like I it's love a how pretty like, sentiment. Yeah, yeah, but like also traumatizing and yeah. sad. Yeah, um, and so her she, verbiage was pretty. That's true. Um, and she then gets asked by the same doctor after after go all through that, and I think even the doctor is like, "Oh shit!" Like, damn, awkward. Is like, "Oh, do you have a child? Do you have a daughter?" And she's like, "My daughter's dead. <laughs> she died when we crossed the sea." And this poor this doctor lady's just like, "Okay, I'm gonna stop talking, literally. asking questions." Yeah, uh, because this is yeah really dark. Yeah, poor lady. Yeah, um, and so we end up having Rial coming back home, um, and at this point she tries to get back into the house, but we see that there's some like white girl taking a leak like in front of her their window, and even the um, white girl is like, "Oh my god, someone lives here." Yeah, because like, I guess they thought it was just abandoned An house, empty house. Yeah. Which like, why would you also just pee on a house? I don't know. Yeah. Um, gives that the area as well that they are probably in is not the best area at no. all. It's very much the slums. Yes. Of a roughage. Um, and so Rial ends up sitting on the floor and I think that's when she hears the, like something tell her to come. Yes. She yeah. hears a male voice say come and then basically all the peaches or I'm assuming Apples? they're peaches. Oh, peaches maybe. Yeah. And they like fall mm-hmm. and then one of the peaches goes or fruits goes into the wall. Um, and then bull comes home mm-hmm. right that's what yeah. i have because she sees something um and but that's all she we see that she sees something but that's it and but then it cuts we don't to, see what she sees ex- exactly yeah um and so then it cuts to once again they are having dinner um i believe they're on the floor again and he brought home like takeout essentially and they're in like these metal pans and so they're trying to eat it 
Um, he brings silverware. Oh, for that's them what to it use. is. The utensils. That's right. Yeah. Because they come from where they're from. They're customary to like eat without utensils. They yeah, eat with their eat hands. With their hands. Mm-hmm. And so she says like she doesn't like it because it makes the food taste like metal. Well, yeah, that's all she could taste. Ever since then, ever since seeing that, I've been like trying to see if I can taste the metal. The metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with my silverware. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't really taste it. I don't taste the difference. I do. But he did say you'll get used to it. So I just yeah. think that we're used to it. We probably are. We were, I mean, we know no different. Yeah. For the most part. Um, and so she, they're having dinner, they're having conversation. Um, and at this point she starts to talk about, um, oh, well actually he's talking about how they can start a new family. Yeah. And this really kind of ticks her off. You can tell already. And especially we're thinking like, damn, like they just lost a kid. Why is he mentioning like, let's have another a baby year later yeah, or something too soon. Um, and so she starts bringing up how when she was younger and she was growing up in her village, her mother told her a story about um, an apeth. Yes. A which, once an honorable but poor man mm-hmm. who wanted a home of his own. Did you have the story written down too? No, I don't. Okay, great. Um, he stole from others, stole mm-hmm. from this old man, and that man was an apeth, a night witch. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know that when he built his home, the apeth would live there too. The walls whispered spells and consumed the man entirely. And I liked that. I thought mm-hmm. it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very so basically much a path is like a boogeyman. Ghost boogeyman. story. Man. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Uh, but maybe tying in a little more into like uh, spiritualness, I yes. guess, in, in a sense. Definitely. Because um, we, she does say the, she believes that the path followed them from the ocean here into yep. this house. Has risen from the ocean. And she you know, it told her that they don't belong here. And it also told her that it will guide them back to their daughter. Um, And he's, you know, basically saying like, you know, that's crazy. He's gaslighting her essentially because he's also seen some crazy shit, but he's like, yeah, I know, which I was like, he's saying there's no witch. And I was like, boy, you have seen a lot of stuff to be saying to like, not just be like, Oh, you're right. Oh yeah. yeah. He's a bunch of shit going on. That's weird. Deep denial and gaslighting her to, make it seem like there's nothing going on because he's saying like they're just grieving and that they need to leave it in the past and he is calling her no and then she um basically says like you know what i was gonna basically tell myself like this was all made up i was seeing things but now that i see your reaction and i look into your eyes i know that you've seen the same things i've seen and you are a liar you are a liar Mm -hmm. yep which was good Did you know you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned the bottle around to actually see what's inside. When I did, I found out many of my favorite creamers contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, dipotassium phosphate, ew, and artificial flavors. Laird Superfood all started when big wave surfer Laird Hamilton needed morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. He couldn't find anything in the market that met his ingredient standards, so made himself the ultimate plant-based creamer. Laird Superfood started and launched its first product, Original Superfood Creamer, in 2015. Laird Superfoods contain no artificial flavors, colors, or additives, and no sugars from highly refined corn syrup. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel in 
into your routine. All Laird products are also made of all natural whole food ingredients and they are crafted from the highest quality all natural real food ingredients. Are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to LairdSuperfood.com and add nourishing plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use our promo code BOO at checkout to save 15% off your purchase today. I love smoothies, but I don't love smoothie bar prices. With my Blendjet 2 Portable Blender, I can make smoothie bar quality beverages for a fraction of the price. Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking the whole house. Lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. There are also over 30 plus colors to choose from. I myself chose black because it matches the color of my soul. What are you waiting for? Go to Blendjet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code BOO12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to this quality. Power and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 Portable Blender. Go to blendjet.com and use the code BOO12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. <laughs> Did you know that dehydration is the leading cause of daytime fatigue? I was shocked to learn that even mild dehydration can cause headaches, muscle weakness, and brain fog. But luckily, there's a solution. Cure! Cure Hydration is an oral rehydration solution that contains the perfect balance of electrolytes and glucose to help your body absorb water and rehydrate quickly. The formula is made with all natural ingredients like coconut water, powder, and pink Himalayan salt and is free from artificial flavors, sweeteners, and preservatives. Cure Hydration is vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO making it a great option for anyone with dietary restrictions or preferences. The packets are convenient and easy to use. Just mix with water and drink. They're perfect for on-the-go, travel, or anytime you need a quick and effective hydration boost. Hydration is more than just drinking water. That's what Lauren Picasso, a lifelong endurance athlete, discovered as she struggled to stay hydrated no matter how much water she drank. Lauren founded Decure, a science-backed electrolyte drink mixed to make hydrating easy for everyone. Cure believes that hydration should be simple and effective, but also clean and natural. That's why they use only the highest quality plant-based ingredients and avoid any artificial or harmful additives. They're committed to transparency and honesty. All of their ingredients are clearly listed on their website and packaging, and they're always happy to answer any questions or concerns. Ready to combat dehydration? Try Cure today and feel the difference for yourself. Use code BOO for 20% off your order. Are you tired of the same old boring puzzles? Mix things up with Wongo puzzles. Each puzzle is a custom design with intricate patterns and whimsical shapes that will keep you engaged for hours. Plus, their eco-friendly materials and commitment to sustainability make Wongo puzzles a guilt-free way to unwind. Wongo puzzles are 100% wooden puzzles, meaning they'll last forever. Each piece is hand-drawn, so no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun, whimsy pieces as you work through it. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting. With stunning design and unique shapes, Wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest. So what are you waiting for? Go to wongopuzzles.com and pick your puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code BOO and get 10% off of your order. This is the most fun you've had with the puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to wongo, W-O-N-G-O, puzzles.com and use the code BOO to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. Wongo. Nice.
nighttime again, and it ball starts messing around with the night the wallpaper. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. pulling it all off again. Um, because he heard something. Um, and then he ends up. I don't know. Does he? Yeah, he sees that there's someone or some entity at the end of the hallway. Yeah, walking mm-hmm. in the other room, which I think is the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is pretty creepy. Um, and at this point, I think he's holding this candle, but the candle gets blown out. Yeah, I think I think we see the cre- someone walking in the other room, and then he sees a tiny figure, which we can assume is Nick Eck, mm-hmm. scurrying through because it's yelling, Mama. Mm-hmm. And then he sees her on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's whenever he ends up getting attacked. Um, and almost stabbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, she like hops on his shoulders and is like ready to like basically slit his throat. Oh right? yeah, yeah, for the most part, because he's struggling to try to turn on the light that's in the house. Yeah, and he ends up finally getting it on. And once he does that, he runs out of the house and he ends up going into the backyard. Um, he looks very petrified. Uh, the neighbor, the the neighbor, the neighbor like is Coraline looking at him. lady. Yeah, is looking for him from the at, at him from the window, and he just kind of smiles back at her, just petting her cat. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, he, uh, looks back inside and it's just pitch black. Um, and he's, I guess at this point, like he can't deny it. Like he's like, what the fuck was that? Um, and so we do see that Rial is at the stairs. Yeah. And she finds the doll in the closet. Right. At that point. Something like that. My notes just say next that he comes in and says everything is cursed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he at this point, he's like freaking out. And so he ends up grabbing everything and he starts burning it. It all needs to be destroyed. Everything they brought. Mm -hmm. He like takes the shirt off his own back and starts burning that. Like they need all new clothes. They need new everything. Everything Everything is cursed. cursed. Yeah. Everything that they brought with them. And he even like rips off the necklace on her off of her neck, essentially, even though she's like pleading with him like, no, please not the necklace don't leave me with nothing yeah basically um and so at this point uh the next day bull goes shopping and he wants to look more like um you know old navy ad exactly like the people who they're around um and so he's trying to get clothes that match the mannequins on the ads and at this point he gets back home and he starts working on the wires at home he's trying to get things cleaned up real starts helping um and then we're back again at having dinner um, at this point, they're now sitting at a table, which I think is also supposed to like show to us like how much she is trying to force them to like to the customs of like what to people do in. here. Yeah. Even like assimilate. behind closed doors, you yeah. know, essentially like that's how much it is like not even in their home. Can they do things that they used to? You know what I mean? Yeah. So he ends up um, they're talking and having conversation. They. He's really pushing on her to like, we need to assimilate. Like we need to like, you need to use the utensils and, and stop eating, you know, eating food with your hands. And at this point she brings back up that she's been talking to the pet and she says that. Yeah. Because doesn't he kind of catch her? I think that's talking to Nagek. Yeah. I think so. What I assume is Nagek because she was saying that like, he doesn't want to leave you. And perhaps if you spoke to him, like we could figure this out Mm -hmm. and and it keeps telling her that she can get their daughter back. Yeah. And that it's also told her that she needs to be careful of Ball. And, and be that afraid he's, of him. he's dangerous, essentially, I guess. I really liked her line of saying, after all we've endured, after all we've seen, you think it's bumps in the night that frightened me. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, Bro. true. You like, seen, I've seen shit. I've seen way too, I've seen people die. Mm-hmm. I've seen entire, like, classrooms of people massacred. Mm-hmm. And uh, no. 
little ghost ain't scaring me. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm friends with this Apeth. Yeah. We're buddies. <laughs> and so at this point, um, she's at the table, but then she's not because I don't even think it's essentially that she's walked away, but we're getting like this vision kind of metaphorical, like yeah, display of bowl now at the table sitting by himself. And, and it could be like a PTSD kind of traumatic flashback. Mm-hmm. Like everything going on too. in his head. Yeah. Um, and we see like the house is like, it's literally just like a wall. It's not there. It's, um, in ruins and he's eating dinner and there's like water it's like he's in the ocean it was which like this floating. is one of the like thumbnails too mm-hmm. like the covers of the, the movie, movie. Mm-hmm. yeah and um you know he's essentially eating in defiance like just trying to like pretend like nothing's going on but then at this point he ends up seeing like a bunch of souls like dead bodies in the bodies, water yeah. looking at him and he's at this point like freaking out because he falls back into the water and they're grabbing on him but thankfully he wakes up from it and it's essentially just another nightmare. And you're hearing Negek say mm-hmm. something like, help me, I'm cold, I can't breathe, I mm-hmm. can't swim and stuff like that, which is, you know, really haunting. Mm-hmm. You know, you can assume that that was what she was saying Yeah. as she passed. And then he hears like an angry male voice, like loudly. Yeah. Um, and then he's like hearing a bunch of voices, like just like and crying out for help. And he hears another mama as well, I think. Mm-hmm someone yelling mama yeah calling out mama um and then um the lights are turning off and on and then there's more and more of them coming and he ends up getting attacked again um and at this point he turns on the lights after like they're all surrounding him and he's Um, yelling this is my house mm -hmm, exactly roll credits that's it (laughs) and he's yelling at them to get out and he's essentially kind of loses his mind at this point because he's going crazy and he starts destroying the house he's like putting walls i mean holes in the wall yeah uh, at this point, he's I'm taking thinking, that hammer and he's just oh, going yeah. ham. And at this point, I'm thinking, like, where the fuck is Rial? Because, like, she needs to calm him down. Um, yeah. But it, essentially. She just passed the fuck out. Oh, yeah. She's heavy sleeper. All of this. Uh, the next day, uh, we were back with Paul and he goes to Bull, sorry. And he's at the, like, office where Mark works at. Yeah. And so he's talking to him and he's basically trying to ask for, like, a different house. He's like, I, and he also kind of looks a little crazy, like, he hasn't been getting sleep. Um, his hand is like kind of patched up because it was hurt. I'm assuming from him grabbing the wall or doing yeah, things. Yeah, he did. Through it. He got cut. Yeah, at some point. Whenever he tried, he stuck his hand in the wall at mm-hmm. some point. Something cut his hand. And so, I mean, I get it because he's kind of giving off like unstable vibes, but the mark is He's also is being like super dick. unclean, I believe they yeah, said. They like, said he smells. Yeah. He needs a shower. Um, but they're not. He's essentially because Bull is asking for like, I need a new house, but he's like, well, if we do all this, like questions are going to be coming up. Like we have to do an inquiry. We have to go to the house and check things out. And Bull is like, doesn't want that to happen because he can't necessarily explain that. Like what's happening is that like, you know, it's ghosts, but he's trying to say like, it's just rats and it's dirty. They're getting sick. They need to go. The doctor said they need to move out, which none of that is true. (laughs) It's just that he's, essentially having ghosts trying to find every he's trying to leave and he's thinking that if he leaves like that'll be the end of it yeah Mm -hmm. but you can't run from your your past nope um and so in this process of trying to like you know ask them for this help they're not helping him so he gets frustrated and when they gave him like a little glass of water he ends up like getting so frustrated or juice he crushes that glass in his hand without noticing yeah and then runs out of the room (laughs) because he's just like freaking out this is awkward yeah now i look extra crazy Mm -hmm. um 
We're back at the house, though, in Rial. Here's Mama. Yep, and Nigak has brought back the necklace mm-hmm. to her. Mm-hmm. Found it and in the little fire all, and brought it back. And then she sees all those eyes in the walls, like all those people's faces in the walls, looking back at her. Yeah, which is pretty creepy. And then mm-hmm. because because Bold just went and made quite the scene, mm-hmm. we now get a house visit from the the people who are the running Mark who, and yeah. like I guess his colleagues. Yeah. Um. And so they're coming there. They're inspecting. Um. Bull is really trying to play it up like, yeah, those are big rats, like, you know, whatever, whatever. But at this point, they're trying to be like, you know what? We got to report this. And Bull is like, you know what? No, like, I'll fix it. I promise. Like, give me some time. You'll see. Like, it'll be okay. Come back. Yeah. And then fucking. Rial shows up. And she's like, we have a witch. Have you, have you told them about the witch? (laughs) And he was like, what? And she was like, it torments my husband's with visions of her. And. It was just like I was laughing. Oh, yeah. But I was like, fucking real. I was like, of all times for you to pop up. And you've then been she like... was wearing like she was dressed in traditional mm-hmm. clothing. Yes. Um, and even and they were like, she's wearing a bed sheet. Yeah. Very ignorant remarks. But they're um, essentially like, what the fuck? Because she sounds very crazy. Yeah. Um, and even a witch. What? And, and Ball is like, don't listen to her. Like, we'll, we'll fix it. Like, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, and he is big mad at her uh, because she came and like, you know, kind of he feels embarrassed, I guess, or feels like he she's put a threat on like their being there. And so he is being, you know, just you know, they're having an argument and she is basically show, saying like how much she disappro- disapproves of his actions and basically like calling him a sellout and like you're like accepting scraps from these people but like yeah you, you know we sh- she's talking down on the people too mm-hmm. saying like how poor lazy and bored they are yeah like to be doing all this and like find a kind of enjoyment out of being mm-hmm. over us their sorrow yeah but then also like equating to like these people now have you like as their pet essentially and now like that Just makes like you even worse puppet. yeah yeah um and so she um they're going at it and then i think that's whenever she tries to like say like uh how quickly you forget your daughter or something like that and he, how quickly you forget everything we went through to get here that's how right. quickly you forget our daughter and yeah. he puts his mouth over her hand or his hand over her mouth and like tries to shut her up and it's like i have i'm grieving too or all this and that and all he this tells stuff. her you're sick yeah. this is our home mm-hmm. um and then he goes loses his goddamn mind and is holding her hostage yeah mm-hmm. he basically locks the whole house up he like takes all the breaks the locks off mm-hmm. of the windows and oh, doors yeah. so she can't get out because she was saying like i'm gonna leave with her without you yeah and he's like the hell you are yep mm-hmm. you're not going nowhere and um s- and then basically then we get her calling him a thief oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah and she said your life is not yours you stole it and repay what you owe or mm-hmm. is this where the apath comes in. Well, because the apath comes in, and at this point, because this is whenever he actually sits down and he's on the couch and he's like, um, basically inviting it, like, come and get me, like, talk to me, like, I, I'm we're gonna settle this right now. Yeah. And so it turns into like almost like a vision, like kind of sequence where he's transported to somewhere else. Um, and then we have him um talking to the apath, and the apath is basically saying like, um, you need to give me your blood. Uh, your for life her. for Negex. Exactly. Yeah. So you can get your her body back. for hers. Um, and 
Bo is basically saying, like, why can't you come get me yourself? Like, why can't you hurt me? And he ends up putting his hand in the fire that's there. And he ends up realizing, like, you can't. Like, you can't get to me. Pictures can't hurt me, he Mm -hmm. says. And, yeah. He's basically saying, like, do your worst. Like, come in to this house. Like, I invite you, ghost. But you're not real. Mm -hmm. You're fake. And he's taunting him. You're a figment of my imagination. And then that's when the thing is, like, why don't you sleep? Mm-hmm. And then that's when he was like, we realize that when he sleeps is when he dreams and faces, he's making him face his fears, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like he can never have any peace. Yeah. So essentially he's. He's tormented by day and he's also tormented in his sleep. Yeah. And even though that the apocalypse can't like physically touch him or kill him at this point, like he is still basically tormenting him. Like he's yeah. at his mercy. His has a whole hold mm-hmm. over his entire life. And so um, at this point, we do have Rial coming up and noticing that Paul is on the couch. She sees him in a trance and he's like peed on himself. Mm-hmm. And she takes it upon herself at this time to be like, I got to get the fuck out. So she ends up trying to get out. He does kind of come up halfway out of it. He tries to stop her, but she ends up being able to get away. She stabs because she his leg. stabs him in the leg and blocks him into that room with the closet, with the broom on the door, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so she gets out. She's running away. But as soon as she gets out of the house, it like transports her into back where they were from. Yeah. She's like back in Sudan now. Mm -hmm. At a school. um, We see her going greeted by one of her old friends or colleagues. Yeah. It Um, looks like she worked at a school mm -hmm. of sorts. And she goes in and she sees all of her old friends and stuff and the children there were children in there it Mm -hmm. definitely looked like a classroom setting oh yeah for sure um and she sees all of them and she looks at them and she says like i know what you are this is just a dream kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and so we're basically back to where she was before she escaped before Mm -hmm. they escaped the war zone yeah because um bowl is calling out for her looking for her and he ends up finding her coming out of like this little cabinet in the corner of the room and we see that this is essentially a flashback because she looks terrified as she's like sees what's on the other side of the room that we can't see and as the camera pans around essentially what i can assume is that all these women that she was just hanging out with in this vision of the past were murdered and slaughtered and they're just like bodies in the room and she was hiding inside a cabinet mm-hmm. and survived, which I imagine has to have a lot of guilt knowing that you can't, that you were in there and you survived while everyone else perished. Yeah. A lot of survivor's guilt. Yeah. Um, and so they end up, we see that they're hiding on a roof um, and we see these people with guns walking in the foreground and we see this man essentially on fire walking and then falling to his knees. Which was um, wild. Yeah which is pretty crazy that people have to go through that. Yeah. Um, and so we see like all the terror that they were trying to flee from. So we can understand it's kind of, it's trying to give you more understanding of how desperate they are to leave, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of paints later on, like why certain actions are taken in order for them to break free of like the suffering. And, and also it shows you just like kind of exactly how much Riel is haunted by it. The fact that she's willing to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, she takes it very seriously. They um, end up at this point. This is where we see that they are walking up to like a bus that's trying to take people away from their their situation. Um, But the bus is there's all these people around it. It looks like it's about to get mobbed. And the people on the bus are saying there's only room for like a couple more, but it has to be children. We're only taking children. Yeah. Women and children or Mm -hmm. like families. Very Titanic. Basically. Um, And so. 
he literally picks up a little girl that is right there in front of the doors. And he's like, is this not a child? Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. And that's whenever we really get to find out that this Nick was Eck never, was their, never daughter. their daughter. Yep. She, he literally stole her. Stole her right from her mother's hands. Because they get on the bus and we see the mom literally as the doors close, right? And then yeah. at the back of the bus, like screaming for her child. Mm-hmm. And this child is screaming. Like, mama, mama. And uh, they they took her. Yep. They took her and that bus drives away. And the like it really drove it home whenever you see this mother like chasing after the bus. Yeah. Screaming at the top of her lungs, like blood curdling screams for her child. And then just falls to her knees. Mm-hmm. Or did she get shot? No, I think she just fell to her she knees. She just fell to her knees. She there were gunshots up. happening as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, God, did she die? Mm-hmm. I'm, sh- tell. I'm sure she, she probably, probably did die. <laughs> yeah. She's uh-huh. really sad. Um, but yeah, we learned that this was never their fucking daughter. It's a pretty yeah. big twist, honestly. It was. Um, and Yeah. And so the apeth uh, is now wild. saying that. Uh, tell, talking to her, telling her that she can bring her back to trade his flesh for her. She's, so the Beth is basically trying to get her to kill him. Take his body and I will give you what you want, mm-hmm. basically. And so Bull finds her and brings her back into the house. Mm-hmm. And she is definitely considering killing him because she keeps like looking at a knife. And then like they're having just like kind of awkward, cryptic conversation for a moment. But... He ends up getting up, doesn't he? And grab the knife. And yeah, that's when he walks back. She in. was like washing her hands at the sink. Next to the knife. That's yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Knew that the knife was there. And then all of a sudden you hear the knife like kind of clink clack. sheath yeah. kind of sound. The noise. Yeah. That the knife would make that I love. Yeah. Um, and, and so he, we see that he ends up basically sitting his arm. Uh, on a vein. Yeah, Not and where, he like, says, let me is, save her. Yeah, he says, like, I know what it wants, and I'm going to give it to him. So he's basically now telling as well to Riel, like, you need to get out of here because they are coming. It is coming for me. You need to go. I'm going to do the right thing, finally. Yeah. Um, And so we see, like, the house starts shaking. Um, This hole starts coming up from the middle of the ground, like, kind of like a sand pit. Yeah. Um, and this creature comes out of it, which is, like, we get to see the Apeth again. Yeah. And but this time really up close and personal. It's basically like a pasty white, wormy looking man. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of um, Boop. Boop. Who's Boop? Barbarian. Oh, Barbarian. Mama. 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 The Barbarian yeah, lady. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But with like a like without the wig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a bald version. Um, but yeah, it's pretty And he's gnarly. got really creepy eyes. Terrifying. They're yeah. like black eyes with these tiny little. It's like. If they had black eyes, but you were seeing the reflection of like a lamp mm-hmm. or something in the eyes. So it was just glow, this tiny like glow, glow mm-hmm. that was happening from the middle of these black pupils. And it was pretty scary. And it comes out and it grabs Bull and it starts pinning him to the ground and it starts digging into the cut into mm-hmm. his flesh. And it's like getting Putting so much into him that hand it's like into his arm. peeling the skin. It yeah, it gross. looks pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but at this time, the same time, Rial is having of her vision and she's talking to these ladies and she's essentially being like, you know, it's time for me to go home. And I think at this point she has making peace with what she has done yeah. and her guilt. But- and so now she's able to like take the power and like kind of come back and like, you know, because the ladies to basically told them to told her to at one mm-hmm. point either earlier or right now they said daughter what daughter you have no daughter mm-hmm. like you were never a that, mother yeah, yeah you were never a mother and so 
um, she ends up coming back. And as soon as you like, we think we're thinking that bowl is about to die at the hands of this monster creature thing, but she comes up from behind and like, just starts slitting the throat of the creature. Yep. Of the witch. Kills it. Um, and she kills it. Yeah. Which I was like, Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Yep. Okay, cool. And successfully saves bowl though in the yeah. process. Um, and then we get a knock at the door. So next day it's daytime. It's a home inspection. We and got Mark again. We see that there's a rug covering the hole. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's it though. But the walls are filled in. So that's something. Yeah. Um, they made some progress and they're talking to Mark and Mark's kind of like, you know, got this little smug look on his face. It's just kind of like, you know, you, 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 y'all seem well. Yeah. Um, and that's whenever it's like, he's like, how, how's the witch problem? And I think what Bo is like, oh, Rial killed the witch. <laughs> yeah. 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 He says it so matter of factly. Mm, he's just like, oh, she killed it. Yep. Um, and they start talking and he's like, and, uh, you know, your daughter, Nagak, and they're like, you know, your ghost will always follow you. They never leave. They never leave. Um, it's just how you live with them or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they live with you. It's when you let them in that you can truly begin to face yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I love this ending shot. It's just the two of them in the house. holding hands, but then surrounded by all the people that were lost mm-hmm. along the way. The ghosts. Um, yes. So they're just surrounded by all the ghosts and the house is packed. Mm-hmm. It's not even oh, yeah. just like... To the brim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like they're packed in like little sardines. It's very much a metaphor for what they were going through and their guilt and their grief and everything that they had to um, get over emotionally Yeah, in order to now start this new life. It's really a beautiful... And they're just going to live with all these ghosts now. Well, or a rather well done mm-hmm. um, story in very my polite, opinion. Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, ready for the booze? Yes. I am going to give it a solid, I will give it a 3.75. 3.75. Yeah, that? 3.75. Um, I thought it was a a pretty a pretty well told story. Um, I really enjoyed the acting by everybody. I thought everybody did a pretty good job acting wise. Yeah, I would agree. Um, even cause it's just basically two people for the most part. Yeah. Um, so I believe them. They really sold it for me. I thought the twist was pretty fair. It was pretty good. It caught me by surprise. I didn't pick up that that wasn't their real daughter. Yeah. And whenever I figured out that they stole her, I thought like, damn, that's savage as fuck. Mm-hmm. But I also understand like where they were coming from. Just they were trying so to save themselves. Yeah. And you make a moment that. You, you make a decision in, in a moment of an instance that I'm sure that when you're it, faced with such a terrifying yeah. situation and obviously like they were going through so much guilt that like they they know what they did was wrong. He knew yeah. what he did was wrong. And I don't know that necessarily like I'm almost drawn to between the whole I don't know if any of it was all matter of fact and real or if everything is just a metaphor for their guilt and like they were going through these things like crazy or if there really was a witch like and this evil yeah. thing that tried to kill him. That's he, I don't know. Like, but I like that that leaves it up for like interpretation. It's kind of like meta, uh, makes you think a lot. It's really pretty. Um, I think it could be a combination of both. I, it, it can. And I think that, well, I don't know. I think I'll give it a four. You know what? I'll just give it a four. It's yeah. a pretty good story. I like it. And I, I, there's not really a lot of places where I feel like I can like pick at it or knock at it. I mean, even the runtime, it's not that long. It's really digestible. Yeah, it was an hour and 30 um, or like an hour and 32 or something. I think the only thing that unsettles me is just the fact that like, it's so crazy to think that like you can really do some horrible, crazy things and like forgive yourself and be fine. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like it is a story is still of how like these two people stole a child and let it die yeah. in the middle of the ocean. But yet now they're still getting their 
home sweet home yeah you know, dreams are coming true get, now yeah we every, got over it a life so that, it also kind of paints a different picture of me like it also like that's why i kind of like it also makes me cringe because then i'm like but wait these people did something really terrible yeah and just because they can forgive themselves it's like well, we deserve everything now we're good like it kind of still feels like you should atone more for your sins yeah but that's just kind I mean, of me probably I feel like they were judgmental so i mean at the end yes they faced they faced what they did, but I, I don't feel like they were thinking they deserved everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think he was trying to make the best of the situation, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like he definitely, he was obviously tormented mm-hmm. by what happened. And he, he even says like, I should have saved her. It mm-hmm. Like I should have, it should have been me who drowned and not her. Mm-hmm. Like I should, I should have done something more. I don't know. I, it is, it is kind of a, it's sad all around, but yeah, it's, it's a sad well situation, They're but I don't think they intentionally the like killed her. Well, and I don't think they intentionally killed her either, but the, her blood is on their hands. Yeah. Like it's still like kind of is what it is. Yeah. And I think, I think they definitely were aware of that. I want a sequel where like the mom comes back and is an assassin and tries to kill them. And <laughs> tries to, to, oh, to kill daughter. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. I thought mm-hmm. I was thinking of real and I was mm-hmm. like, wait, kill no. who? I was uh-uh. like, Nick already dead. Um, boo? but I see what's your boo rating boo I think I would give it a 4.5 mm. yeah I really really enjoyed this film um, it's the metaphor and symbolism behind everything I think is really beautiful it's really well shot I liked all the creatures um, and well the creature and then the different ghosts that they were seeing that were really quite unsettling mm-hmm. the way that they twisted Nagek's face and stuff to be how it looked yeah. was um rather scary I, I remember the first time i watched this film it it kind of legitimately scared me creeped you out i was like no thank you i do not want if i saw that mm-mm, absolutely mm-hmm. not yeah i would not be as calm as bull was i don't there were a lot of moments where they were too calm yeah yeah i was like no you should be burning that house down <laughs> it should be on fire something you shouldn't be in there um but yeah well shot the acting was phenomenal in my opinion mm-hmm. there wasn't any moments where like i felt like you really felt all of the emotions that they portrayed whenever they were experiencing like true sadness or like the the moment whenever bull was crying in front of the window um mm-hmm. i i really liked that scene in particular i thought he did a wonderful job of displaying his emotions and mm-hmm. really connecting it to the audience and i feel like you really were drawn in with what what he was feeling in that moment. Um, but yeah, overall, it's a fantastic movie. Would definitely recommend that people watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. That's where we watched all the movies this month. Yep. So um, please, please do yourself a favor and go watch it. It's a really good, easy watch, like we said. Shout out Netflix. Spotify. Yes. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, so we got a 4.3. 4.3. and a 4.5, 4.3. Yeah, I don't, I don't something like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, overall, I mean, it was a good watch. And I actually, and a lot of the, it was well shot. And like you said, a lot of those moments between like when he's at night and he's like having those encounters with the ghosts and everything. Yeah. It's pretty creepy. It's pretty scary. Yeah. Um, it's like a really. Makes you hold your breath. It's a really pretty horror story, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like it's a horror movie. But it's like there's so much heart and emotion and metaphor into it because it's it was very art symbolic art 
artsy yeah like art house kind mm-hmm. of especially in the visions and all of that kind yeah of situation it was very well done well guys once again like always we're in the lovely rug media network studios that's right they take great care of us mm-hmm. and you can listen to us or any of the other amazing podcasts that they have on this network at rugmenetwork.com that's right or you can listen to us on a slew of other podcasting platforms the biggest two being spotify and also apple but mm-hmm. wherever you do listen don't forget to rate review like and subscribe that's right because that is the only way we can get ahead in this world and if you would like to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts on his house or if there's any other films on netflix that you're like ooh, i really want you to cover this one you can reach out to us on our one social media platform and that is instagram at Boo Bays podcast, and that's B O O B A E S because we're your Boo Bays, not your Boo Babes. That's right. And um, until next time, we don't know what we're covering yet. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So join us for the ride. Yep. Bye, Bays. Bye, Bays. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.